What's up, Waterballers? Welcome to the Texas Triangle, a basketball fan podcast where we discuss the Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets, and San Antonio Spurs. I'm Danny, and I'm a Mavs fan. To do, baby. This is James, your Rockets fan. And I'm JD, and I'm your Spurs fan. Uh, and we are going to dive right into what happened this past week's games. Uh, JD, you want to start us off? What, uh, what were the Spurs up to this last week? Well, this week the Spurs had their um, their first loss in the in the bubble. Uh, we played four games and we went two and two, which really stresses out our um, our chances to get into the play in game. Yeah, you've been uh, very up and down emotionally for the past week. Yeah, it, it'll change by the hour. the The first game this week was well last week against the Seventy Sixers, and that one was the biggest heartbreak of. Any game that I've ever seen after 2013. Wow, really? It was it was brutal, man. It went down. It was very close. It went down to the wire, and like four mistakes in a row from Dejounte Murray really sealed our fate. You know that breaks my heart. He see it. He made he made the decision to wave off Demar Derozan instead of giving him the ball, even though Demar Derozan was yeah, on fire. Yeah, he is the offense for. Yeah. He's currently he's got like the most fourth quarter points in the whole bubble. Like he is the guy to go to in the fourth quarter, and we were up by two, and Dejounte waved him off, and then went in. He he drove. He beat his man, and then missed a floater, and then after that, the last play of the game, he didn't guard the inbounder. Jake Milton made a uh, three pointer to. Go up by two. No time left, really. And um, yeah, it's a good learning experience for our our young guys to have heartbreak like that. But I did Always not. Silver line. I didn't enjoy that game at all. Um, after that, we played against the Nuggets, and I don't have anything good to say about that game either. Jokic was just big and sweaty and disgusting and we didn't have an answer for michael porter so the only bright side of that one is that Kelvin johnson actually had a really good game and um he's kind of a bright spot in the bubble yeah yeah he's he's definitely definitely opened my eyes to to what he can what he can do and what i hope he can be i think he's going to be a really good player in the future because he's a good player right now and after that we played against the jazz that one was not fun to watch it was it was against the Jazz bench, really, or the Jazz G League team, essentially. <laughs> the only thing to say about that one is that Ed Davis couldn't do anything against Jakob Pertle. Jakob just banged down low the whole game, and uh, yeah, that that's really all that happened in that game. And then the most recent game, which happened yesterday, was an exciting game because it knocked the Pelicans out of uh, out of the race. So, one down, just a few more to go. Well, two down, because the Kings are also out. <laughs> the, the, the worrying part about this game is that Derek White, who is probably the best player on the Spurs in the bubble, uh, went down with a knee contusion. So, we haven't heard any updates on that, because the Spurs don't talk about anything. Anything ever, yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, Hopefully he can get back and play, but if not, I'd rather I'd rather lose these games than risk his knee, you know. 
All right. Uh, James had last week. Look for you. Uh, so Rockets went two and one. We lost the must win game against the Blazers for the Spurs. Um, we've had you. really kind of that, that kind of puts the Spurs in a bind. Um, I mean, really it's kind of, we're a little banged up. Um, we're just kind of getting in rhythm. And I think pretty much all of our players that are healthy are in rhythm aside from PJ Tucker's jump shot. Um, Against the Blazers, it was a close one down the stretch, and then Carmelo Anthony had a revenge game and had some clutch shots towards the end to essentially seal the game. Uh, we you out, never should have let him go. <laughs> uh, that might be a stretch. Um, I know that was, I think, the second game in a row where we got out-rebounded by nearly 30 rebounds, but, you know, we beat the Bucks when we were out-rebounded by almost 30 so it's kind of kind of just uh something that's gonna happen rebounding still <laughs> overrated yeah exactly um our next game on wednesday or maybe it's thursday uh time's a blur in the in the covid era mm-hmm. um we played the lakers um and westbrook apparently had his I flare up after the Blazers game. So he was out for us and LeBron was being rested for the Lakers. So it was not really a, I guess a representative game of what we would expect. Should we meet them in the playoffs? Um, so we did win, but at the same time we were both shorthanded. So if LeBron's there, it's a completely different game. Um, right. And then the third game was against the Sacramento Kings, um, still without Westbrook, but Austin Rivers very much like did more than his share to take his place, scoring a career-high 41 points, along with a couple steals, rebounds, and assists. So Austin Rivers getting 41 points on 20 shot attempts is Wild. always a good... <laughs> that so is crazy that always going to help your chances. That. Yeah, so... Um, one interesting thing to note was, uh, especially in the, the Kings game, we did play more than eight people. Uh, Chris hey. Clemens and Bruno Caboclo got two minutes apiece. And Bruno's Luke back. Mba, Mba Amute even got five minutes in there. So, um, Good for him. Yeah, with, uh, with Westbrook out, Michael Frazier has played 18 Who? to 20 minutes the last couple games. Never heard of Exactly. Yeah. I had to look him up myself. He's on a two-way contract. <laughs> But he's apparently our eighth man right now, so um, that's great. So last few games, I mean, it's kind of get ourselves in rhythm, and we're pretty much there. Um, I think PJ Tucker's jump shot is still kind of hit or miss right now, but our defense is rolling as much as you'd expect an undersized team to be. Um, Harden's going; he's doing great. Um, my my concern, honestly, is that we are not running enough uh, like people overall because uh, Harden and Westbrook especially are notorious for not wanting to be rested and think these last few games we should probably tone it down just to help make sure that we don't run them too hard in these last couple games and then have a serious injury right when the playoffs start. Um, so that was our past week. 
two and one. Um, all in all, we're still chugging away at, right there in the middle of the pack, sitting in the five seed right now, but or nowhere in the four seed right now, uh, with a chance to be anywhere from three to six. So we'll see how this last week plays out. Cool, cool. Uh, the Mavs had a Kind of cool week. Uh, on Tuesday, we played the Kings and uh, won that one 114-110 in overtime is a close one. That was Luca's uh, 34 points, 20 rebounds, 12 assists game, which is insane. It was Exciting. 20 rebounds. Amazing. He's our best rebounder. He's, our ball <laughs> handler is our best rebounder. It's stupid. Um, Thursday, we lost to the Clippers 126-111. to 111 in a, I, I, don't, I don't really have a whole lot to say, but like – Zubats destroyed us that game. He was 10 of 10 from the floor, 21 points, 15 boards. We just didn't really have an answer for him because uh, Chris Stapps is not very strong and uh, Boban doesn't get to play enough. He started that game, which I was real excited about. Boban started the game but didn't do the opening tip, which I think is super funny because he's seven foot four. Uh, but he only played six minutes. Uh, so nothing. Not great there. Wasn't super excited about that. Uh, lost that one, 126-111. Really would love to avoid the Clippers in the playoffs. But we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, on Saturday, we played the Milwaukee Bucks uh, and beat them 136-132 to in overtime. Um, that was that, a fun game. God, it was such a good game. That was Lucas' 36 points, 19 assists, 14 rebounds game. And I think my I think was the best game I've ever seen Luca play. Um, like he didn't yeah. shoot incredibly well. Like he was three of nine from three, 12 of 24 from the floor, whatever. That's pretty normal for him. But 19 assists is just yeah. silly. 19 assists, it, and two turnovers. His last assist was just gorgeous between Crazy. the legs yeah, to yeah. Maxi to essentially clinch the game. Yeah, it he, was beautiful. He nutmegged uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best defender in the game uh, right now. Just threw it right between his legs. It was just silly. Uh, yeah, it, maybe the best best game I've ever seen um, from Luca. Uh, after the game, a cool little uh, cool little fact from Bobby Corral on Twitter: Dallas took forty two shots following the Doncic pass versus Milwaukee, the most in a game this season. Doncic had thirty five potential assists, and Dallas converted nineteen of them. The average closest defender to a player Doncic passed to was five point nine nine feet away. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's so far. He f he found the open man on like every stinking pass he threw. Um, uh, Chris Stapps has been doing really well in the bubble. He put together 26 points and 11 boards for his 10th 25.10 rebound game over his last 20 games. He had a total of eight games like that in his first 222 career games combined. So hey, he, he is really finding his rhythm with the Mavs. Him and Luker gelling super well. Uh, and it's so fun to watch, and it's incredibly exciting to be a Mavs fan and watch those two play together right now. Um, a fun little Luca quote after the game, Brad Townsend was interviewing him about the, the most improved player voting, and Luca said, take me off the list and put Devontae Graham on there. I don't deserve to be on there, which... Yeah, dude, if I was Luca and I was put on the list for most improved player or one most improved player, I'd be so insulted. Yeah. Which I can't, I get it. Like he went from being the rookie of the year to an all star, like to a bona fide like superstar in this league and like MVP candidate. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And so I kind of get why people are doing that. But how does Devonte Graham not put on the most improved player list? It's just right, silly. Uh, but 
other teams don't exist. So I'm not here to talk about Devontae Graham. Uh, and then we're recording this on Monday night. Uh, the Mavs had an afternoon game today against the Jazz. It was kind of the Mavs B team against the Jazz B team. Um, the Jazz played all of their players. Everybody on their team played at least 13 minutes, uh, but their starters, none of them played more than 16 um, and their starters actually looked really good. They were just about all of them were at least plus 10 and the plus minus. And so that it wasn't looking real great for a minute there. And then, uh, and then Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway and Maxi Kleba took over at the end of the game. Um, the Mavs won the fourth quarter, 34 to 14. And so we were able to win the, win the game 122 to 114. Um, I wasn't able to watch it until the fourth quarter cause it was an afternoon game. So I was at work. Uh, but it was nice to see Seth get a shooting stroke back because Seth has been struggling really bad uh, the last few games. Uh, he finished four of six from three. Um, Maxi looked really good towards the end. Uh, and uh, so we took took care of the Jazz. Uh, and so that takes us into uh, potential playoff scenarios. Like what's what has to happen this next week? This next week is the last week of the bubble. What kind of has to happen with our each of our teams to get us to, I guess, what seed? Um, and uh, JD, since you guys are very much on the bubble of whether you're not going to make the playoffs or not, do you want to start and kind of explain what has to happen around the league to get the Spurs into the playoffs? Yeah, so um, the play-in game is a guarantee. It's going to happen. Uh, who is in the game? That's what's up in the air right now. And the Spurs, to get into the play-in game, couple of things have to go their way. There's a couple of scenarios. So if the, if the Spurs go 2-0, and this is from uh, Dan Weiss on Twitter. If the Spurs go 2-0, and Portland and Phoenix both go 1-1, and that the, the Spurs will be the nine seed in, in, in the play-in game. If that happens and Memphis also goes 0-2, and then the Spurs are the eighth seed in the play-in game. So those are good outcomes. If the Spurs go one and one, so if we let's say we lose to the Rockets tomorrow, Portland and Phoenix both have to lose the rest of their games in order for the Spurs to come in ninth and be in the play-in game. So the the window is narrow, but yeah, the sun is shining bright through it. <laughs> it's possible. The, the sun is shining bright from Phoenix. Through that tiny window, <laughs> I'm so, I'm stressed thinking about it, and my team's locked into the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So something that's really exciting is that it all comes down to these games played by our teams. The Spurs and the Rockets play tomorrow. The Mavs are going to be playing uh, the Blazers tomorrow. I think. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Tomorrow. And then on Thursday, the Mavs play the Suns. So. <laughs> You need yeah. help, is what you're saying. After all this time, you must be. It's in. It's in our. It's in. It's in. It's in your hands. Yeah. And our help too. Yeah. And and the Rockets. Uh, we need. We need the Rockets to lie down, and we need the Mavs to stand up. Is what needs to happen in the next couple of days. So that's that's our that's our path. I did tweet at the, at the Mavs and asked them to do you guys a favor. So we'll see. I appreciate it. Just for you, bud. Um, James, are, is there potential for any movement with you guys, or are you kind of locked into the four seed? Well, we have three games left. We are one and a half game back from the Nuggets. Uh, two and a half game back on the Clippers. Um, I'm unsure on who would win the tiebreakers, but so 
really, I'm saying realistically, we could be anywhere from three to five. Um, and who we're going to play is incredibly up in the air as well, because if we jump up to three, who knows, the Mavs could jump up to six. We could play anyone from the Jazz, Mavericks, Thunder, uh, or Nuggets even. Uh, so if we drop down, we could potentially play the Nuggets. If we if we go up, we could potentially play the Mavericks, Jazz, or Thunder. So it's kind of you know that middle of the West that happens every year where there's just a big cluster of teams. Um, so let's say the Spurs and, beat the Rockets tomorrow. What, what what does that do for you? Yeah, and our fiction of the Mavs going two and zero and the Spurs winning. So if we're assuming all that's going to happen, then uh, Rockets will pretty much be locked into four. Uh, underneath the Nuggets and Clippers. Um, and the Thunder would be just one game back on us, and the Jazz would be one and a half games back. Um, but the way the Thunder are playing, they rested a lot of their players today against the Suns. So it seems like they're trying to drop down to maybe play the Nuggets. So I, I think a safe bet is that the Rockets will be in fourth, but everyone's resting their players, so... We don't know who we'll be playing against. Well, uh, the Mav- Mavs is probably we're probably the seventh seed. We're most likely probably the seventh seed. Uh, I was reading an article written this morning for Sports Illustrated by Dalton Trigg, who's a big big Mavs guy. If you're looking for kind of Mavs beat guys to follow on Twitter, he's a good one. Um, the most likely scenario is that the Mavs are the number seven seed and the uh, Clippers are the number two seed. Is kind of how it's looking. Um, the Nuggets and Clippers face off on Wednesday night, and so that will be one that we'll certainly watch. Um, I really would love for the Nuggets to win out and get that two seed over the Clippers because the Nuggets are a much more favorable matchup for us. That's the next likely scenario is Mavs are seven seed, Nuggets are up to the two seed. The Spurs did our part. We lost to the Nuggets to try and help you out there. So Yeah, much appreciated um the we match up fairly well with the nuggets i think um Jokic is he's a big old sweaty boy like you said but he's not a much of a defensive monster and so i'm not overly concerned uh about Jokic, but i'm super worried about the clippers because we have an incredibly hard time matching up with them um yeah so like the clippers are the worst basically matchup for us i'm very scared of that uh but there is there's a chance nuggets do well they they went out and they end up being the two seed and we face off against them. That would be great. There's also a very weird scenario in which the Mavs could bump up to the five seed and play the Rockets. Um, but that takes a lot happening. Um, the Mavs, they beat the Jazz today. They would also have to beat the Blazers and the Suns this week, um, which we know is not easy because the Suns are the best team in the history of basketball right now. Um, but we also need the Jazz to lose their remaining two games, which looks possible. This We're point. on it. They kind of look like crap lately. Uh, and they're also resting everybody, so it doesn't seem like they're super concerned. Uh, but that, that would be great. Um, Dallas would also need the Thunder to lose its remaining three games, uh, which is a tough task. Uh, but They, do they already win. lost one today. Yeah. Oh, did they? They lost to the Suns. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, so now yeah. we need them to lose to the Heat and Raptors. Sounds around Good a six-game win streak. Which is super <laughs> possible. They could definitely lose to the Heat and Raptors because both of those teams are very yeah. good. 
okay, so if all that happens, then we would get a five seed Mavs and a four seed Rockets, which would be cool. Like I, it would be very exciting. I don't know that I like that matchup better than I like us matching up against the Nuggets. I think I would almost prefer to play Denver mm-hmm. than I would Houston. But also, I think Houston, the Rockets. Rockets yeah. would prefer the Nuggets too. Everyone yeah. would prefer the Nuggets. Everybody kind of prefers the Nuggets right now. Uh, but I don't know. As long as we don't play the Clippers, I'm pretty happy to be perfectly honest. I feel I don't feel like super confident in us uh, against any of those teams because obviously the Western Conference is ridiculous. But I feel like we have a much better chance against either the Nuggets or the Rockets than we do against the Clippers because they terrify me as a as so. A when the Spurs are the eight seed. What uh-huh. kind of chance do you guys give them against the Lakers? Because the Lakers forgot how to shoot recently. Yeah, I don't. Anthony Davis uh, kind of played like butt the other day, and so if he keeps playing like butt, um, then you know maybe maybe Jakob just uh, gets real good and and can guard Anthony Davis. All of a sudden, that'd be cool. That would be uh, so cool. It would be so cool. Uh, but the Lakers are on a three-game losing streak. So maybe they're just they're getting cold and old man LeBron is starting to slow down and Anthony Davis doesn't know how to function like a human being. And so Danny, yeah. you're a good friend. I know, man. I'm just trying. He's <laughs> he's not doing great. <laughs> he's not used to his team <laughs> not being in the thick of things. And so I'm I don't know what to, to do with my hands. We're, we're easing him into it. <laughs> Yeah, um, LeBron's been rest the last couple games, so we'll see how he does. Because they're I always bet, a different. I bet Kelvin Johnson and Rudy Gay could take turns guarding LeBron. That'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, they could they could Luck. take turns like being near LeBron. <laughs> as far as like gar- like successfully guarding him, I don't <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah, um, best of luck. Yeah, so this week's going to be weird. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try our best to stay on top of things. Um, we will do our best to update the Twitter as when things happen, things get updated. So yeah, tomorrow could be the end of the Spurs' chances if the Spurs lose to the Rockets and either Phoenix or Portland win tomorrow, then the Spurs are out. Yeah, if so, we will not hear from JD for months. I'm sure. Yeah. In in case you were unaware. Um... It looks like Eric Gordon and Russell Westbrook are planning on coming back this week. Westbrook will play against the Spurs and not against the Pacers. Awesome. Eric Gordon will not play against the Spurs, and James Harden will not play against the Spurs. Whoa. Okay. okay. Really? Just resting? He is being rested, which that was something I Dude, the was Rock- talking about. The Rockets yeah, without Harden, you could certainly win that one. It is, it is Russell Westbrook's team now. Before we... <laughs> Before we got on air, I was talking about how I hope that we rest some players down the stretch. And so I'm glad to see that Harden is going to be taking a night off. Um, PJ Tucker is going to go eight of 11 from the corner. He's just going to decide to blow up. And that'll be great because that'll give uh, Keldon Johnson somebody to watch. That's who Keldon Johnson needs to become is PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Be a learning experience. There you go. Yeah. He needs to just put on. About forty more pounds and All learn how to shoot. Butt. He needs to put in forty pounds of butt meat, and he can become PJ Tucker. He's actually shooting pretty well in the bubble, but uh, we can move on. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, just so you know, <laughs> Rockets are getting healthy, but we're resting, and Eric Gordon will not be there against the Spurs. For smells you. Like, smells so like the Spurs. we're doing our part. 
<laughs> Excellent. Uh, so there, the uh, all defense and uh, most improved and all that stuff has been revealed. And so uh, a lot of sports writers are like making it public who they're voting for. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Greg Logan on Twitter. Um, submitted, told Twitter his picks for his all defensive NBA first and second teams. Um, let's hear let's him go over this for a second uh anthony davis okay Giannis antetokounmpo there so far so good okay ben simmons okay uh andre drummond what uh okay no, known superstar defender andre drummond luka Doncic. this is the first team yeah that's the first team um second team uh bam Adebayo. he should be first team Right. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis, shot blocker. Not okay. probably not. A, shouldn't be on an all defensive team. Is he a but center not... or a forward in this ranking? Sure. Uh huh. Because Bam <laughs> is on the second team, so I yeah. guess he's a forward. Uh, Hassan Whiteside. Oh, so okay. is he the center? Uh huh. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they're all centers. It doesn't matter. Positionless uh, league. Russell Westbrook. That's wrong. And uh, Kyle Lowry. That's, okay. This, okay. this man yeah. actually gets to submit picks for the all defensive NBA team. He gets to submit picks for these for these NBA awards. He, he has a legitimate vote. These are he put on. Yeah, he picks. actually has a vote. He's verified on Twitter at Greg Logan one. Um, put Luka Doncic and Andre Drummond. So he's just looking at rebounding. I'll say it right here and right now. Uh-oh. That man is a disgrace to his profession. Whoa! All right, keep going. I don't have much more to say because I don't know him personally and I don't know what's going on in his life. I don't know what obstacles are getting in his way to keep him from watching basketball games before making his picks, but there's something desperately wrong with everything there. Well, he's verified on Twitter. He has over 4,000 followers. His uh, profile picture is a picture of a boat. Um. And his little bio there does not mention basketball at all. As a Rockets fan, there is no reason for Russell Westbrook to be anywhere near all defensive teams. Yeah, Luka shouldn't be there either. Chris Depp shouldn't either, but that's not nearly as egregious as Luka being there. Harden should be there over Westbrook. Looks like he's a New York guy because he mostly just retweets uh, Brooklyn Nets news. Okay. What did you (laughs) He probably just remembers Andre Drummond stealing the ball from Wade that one time a few years ago. He's just he's looking at rebounding. He's for some reason factoring rebounding into like heavily factoring rebounding into his all defensive teams. So he's a Nets guy who heavily is looking at rebounding, but DeAndre Jordan didn't make his list. <laughs> like that's the only way that's the only reason I can think of that Andre Drummond and Luca would be because Luca's a great rebounder for a guard. But I mean that, I that's know. that's just the the Mavs system is ball every, everyone everyone is running on the fast break. Luca grabs the rebound and just makes yeah. makes the offense happen. That's just how the 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 system is designed for them to yeah. work. Mm-hmm. It, it's bad, guys. This is bad. This I don't get it. Angry. But I, I thought I it would be it. fun um, since this is not an NBA podcast. This is a Mavs Rockets Spurs podcast. Thought it'd be fun if we all if we all submitted our picks for the all Texas all defense first teams. So just the one team. Um, I'm not going to be super picky about 
positions. You don't have to tell me point guard, center, and all that stuff unless you just want to. Um, but this is the all defense teams using only players from Texas because those are the only teams that exist as far as the podcast is concerned. Um, we doing a first team and a second team here, or I'm just, nah, gonna just go, first team. I'm just going to go first team. Uh, None of us have particularly great defenders. Yeah, right. yeah, we're not we're not exactly defensive <clears throat> teams. So uh, I'll start us off. Um, I went with uh, Dejounte Murray, uh, point guard for the Spurs. Dorian Finney-Smith from the Mavericks, three and D guy. PJ Tucker from the Houston Rockets. Uh, Robert Covington, also from the Houston Rockets. Finally, Maxi Kleba from the Dallas Mavs, which I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of Maxi Kleba this year, but he's collecting yeah, it. It's really all good. I know about. Yeah, all I know about Maxi really is that he can shoot. As a big man, beautiful. So. Uh, he's, he's, he's a great defender. He's a he's yeah. a better okay. defender than he is a shooter. Okay, wow. I I don't watch enough Mavs games to. You should. They're real uh, fun. Uh, so JD, I, I like I like your list. I like your list. Um, okay. I mine is very similar actually. Okay. Um, so from from the Rockets, I also have PJ and Robert Covington. Those guys are just so instrumental in the Rockets defense, which is the the best of the Texas defenses. Yep. So they have to be Amazing. there. Um, from the Mavs, the only Mavs player that I have on mine is Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, yeah, he's a shoe in dude. He's so good. Instead of Maxi, I went with uh, Jakob Pertl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jakob Pertl has a a block percentage of seven point two, which is okay, ridiculous. That is so high. Uh, just for comparison, um, since we're directly comparing him to the Maxi in this case, Maxi's is three point seven. And Maxi's a very good shot blocker. So if Jakob's is almost double, really? that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and Jakob also um, has a, a steal percentage of one point five, which is the same as Derek White. Uh, DJ Tucker. So Jakob has th- those are the two defensive stats that I value the most: is block percentage and steal percentage. Mm-hmm. So he's got the steals of a guard and the shot blocking better than. Yeah, of, of all of our teams, he's the best shot blocker <laughs> by far. Yeah. The the next highest block percentage is Chris Dobbs at 5.4. Where's Robert Covington? Robert Covington's blocks are at 3.6%. Okay. So really, really still good. Maxie's Maxie's a good shot blocker, especially last season and pre-bubble. Uh, he was kind of killing it with shot blocking. He's worked really hard on footwork, and he's now like a plus perimeter defender, mm-hmm. which you don't normally see out of 6'10", wow. 6'11", guys. And so, yeah, yeah, I've been really impressed with Maxie. But I'm also not mad at putting Jakob there. He really is just a big old thick boy that can block shots down there. Yeah. And for the, the last spot, I went with Derek White over DeJounte. And here's why. Okay. DeJounte is a a wild man out there. He just he gets so many steals and he causes so much havoc. He he makes defensive plays, but he's not always in the right place and he takes a lot of risks. Derek White is fundamentally sound, always makes the right decision, and is just way more solid. You're gonna have a better defense with Derek White. 
over DeJounte Murray, I believe, currently. I think DeJounte's ceiling is a lot higher on the defensive end. He's just got the physical tools to do some crazy stuff. But Derek is such a smart defender that I, he is he is the better defensive player currently. Cool. All right, James, who are your picks? Um, well, I definitely want to put in the dynamic duo of P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington because they essentially do a timeshare. They kind of just work together and do fulfill the entire role of a like defensive anchor. PJ's always in the right spot and Covington will come in for the shot block all the time. So they kind of just work together and together. They're a defensive anchor. They're like two kids uh, stacked up with a trench coat. <laughs> and they make one. <laughs> to be center. A center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since I've forgotten what a center is, um, that those could be my, those are my biggest men that I know of on the Rockets that are, <laughs> on the Rockets, I guess. Um, on the perimeter, uh, Doran Finney-Smith. Um, I know, I, I know a fair amount of about him, and he's, I mean, he's, he's a solid three and D guy, um, which is, I mean, that's exactly what you're looking for. And he's maybe the, the obviously outside of Luca and I guess Chris Tapps. Dorian Finney-Smith is like the X factor for this team right now. Yeah. It's kind of been Tim Hardaway Jr. all season. The story has been like where Tim goes, the team goes. Um, yeah, like if he's having a really good game. The Mavs are looking really good. Uh, Dorian is just so important when he's on and his shots are falling. Uh, and when like he's he's the guy that plays 40 minutes a game because we're playing like a Giannis or a LeBron and we need somebody on them. Uh, Dorian's just so stinking important for this team. So I'm glad you guys put yeah. him in there. Um, and for a true defensive anchor outside of uh, Robert Covington, I guess, because he, so Robert Covington has averaged over two blocks a game since he's been traded to the Rockets, up from like a career average of about half a block a game. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of been in position for that a lot more. Um, I think I'll go with um, Jakob Pertl as well um, as the big man down low. Um, Got to get the Spurs representative there. And for guard, the other guard spot, I mean... Luka Doncic. <laughs> Say it. He's apparently a great rebounder. Um, I kind of want to put James Harden there. He is league leader in steals. Um, and he is an elite post defender, which, I mean, he's a guard, but he can bang down low and he's a above average outside, you know, outside the paint defender as well. Um, and like he was very clutch with his defense, especially in that Bucks game a week ago where he had multiple steals there to help turn the tide in that 9-0 run that we had in the last two minutes to give us the game. Yeah, but counterpoint, I hate him. I mean, I understand. Take him off he's, because, because he's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. We'll see. He's not uh, a quality guy. All right, I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad you brought James Harden up there because I he was yeah. a serious consideration for me too. Um, okay. So those yeah. field numbers are very respectable, and he's got yeah. the best post defense of any guard in the league. So, one of my pet peeves is when people still talk about how surprising it is that he's an average defender when he's a way well above average defender. He's got such active hands. It's yeah, it's, it's incredible. I agree. He's a really good defender, but also I hate him, uh, which I understand. He will never get my vote. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's roll right into. Uh, Previewing this upcoming week's games, uh, James, you want to go ahead and tell us what what the Rockets have coming up this week and kind of what that means for them, if anything. 
Yeah, I I mean I, I mentioned that we have a back to back um Spurs tomorrow, Pacers the next day. Tomorrow we have Westbrook, but no Gordon or Harden. Pacers will have Harden and Gordon, but no Westbrook. Just to don't want to risk anything before the playoffs. Um I'm I'm assuming that we're gonna lose tomorrow to help the Spurs out. Um we play the I mean the Pacers, I don't know if they're they're right there tied with the Heat. Um gotta watch out for TJ Warren. Yeah, so so yeah, I've I've seen a lot about TJ Warren, so that's kind of a concern. Um hopefully we can just put Covington on him and he can clamp down on him. Um and then our last game before the playoffs is against the 76ers and no Ben Simmons, obviously. Uh, Probably we'll no Embiid. Well Embiid. Like at this yeah. Point. yeah, he's. Yeah, Embiid hurt his ankle recently. Um, so even if he's healthy, I would expect them to be incredibly cautious with them. Um, and depending on how they do in the next two games before that, they might not even have anything to play for. Um, yeah, I mean so, they have, they have a ch- they're definitely not falling back to seven. Um, yeah, because they're well, they're like seven games ahead of the Nets right now. They are pretty close to the Pacers. And so it's yeah. kind of do they try to push for that five seed and play the Heat or do they keep it the six seed and play uh, the Celtics? I don't, yeah, know. I don't know who they prefer, but they're one game back on the Pacers and Heat. Um, yeah, but we don't know. I have done no research outside of yeah, the, the texas teams because that's all we care about they're not in texas um, so they don't exist so in theory they may not have anything to play for rockets might not even have much to play for because we're currently there's one and a half games between us and the next seat above and one and a half between the seed below us so we'll see how how that goes in the last game of the season regular season before the playoffs because hopefully if it doesn't really matter we just kind of rest our guys Phone it in. The uh, the Mavs have a Sega Baba against the uh, Blazers tomorrow. It's a second game of a back to back for those of you who aren't aware. Uh, play the Blazers tomorrow and the Suns on Thursday. Uh, doesn't mean a lot for us. Maybe uh, means a lot for the Spurs. Uh, yeah. And so I'm gonna. Hopefully they're gonna do their darndest uh, to to help our friends to the south out. Um, are they gonna? I don't know. It sounds like Luca and Kristaps are definitely playing tomorrow. So that certainly helps um i think i kind of think we're probably okay staying in the seven seed and just hoping that the the nuggets win a couple games and move up to the two seed that would be great uh but i mean this week isn't nearly as important for the mavs as it is for uh for certainly the spurs so jd what do you guys have this week uh so yeah like james said spurs play the rockets tomorrow on tuesday that's gonna be a big one uh, still no word on Derek White, whether he's going to be playing, what the extent of his knee contusion is, or anything. So we're going to need him if we're going to get into the playoffs. But on, on Thursday, we play the Jazz. We've beaten them before. We'll beat them again. I have no doubt. Um, yeah. You may then, not need Derek White against the Harden and Gordon-less Rockets, but we'll see. Right, right, right. Um, and all things, all things going well. The fifteenth is the the play-in game. The Spurs have a chance to get 
into the play-in game as the eight seed, so they would only have to win one game against whoever they're against. Uh, as the nine seed, they would have to win two games to get into the playoffs. So, which is wild. It's a big week. Big week for the Spurs. Yeah. See what happens. And right. if there is a Spurs play-in game. I believe we will do a, at least a quick little preview on that before it happens. Yeah, certainly. So it'll be All a right. special episode before next week. But That is going to do it for us here at the Texas Triangle. Thank you for listening. I want to thank the Canes for the use of their song Starry-Eyed. Uh, thanks to our producer, Craig. Uh, I also want to thank Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Francis, and Matt Bonner for obvious reasons. Please rate and review. Uh, it really helps a lot. Tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter at TX Triangle Pod. Or you can send us an email at texastrianglepod at gmail.com if you want to yell at us about something. Um, we'll be back next week with a new episode. Till then, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Bye. Bye.